This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's uh, going on? Hey, John. Well, it's like I'm talking about a series that I've been talking about for, wow, it's like according to like the uh, timestamps on my, uh, it's like, uh, like my posts for like this in the, on the blog, it's like 10 years now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a lot of time, but hey, what do you got? What, what yeah, is so, this thing? Yeah, so this is American Vampire by, by Scott Snyder and Raphael um, Albuquerque. Mostly by them. I say this mostly because, you know, while Albuquerque hasn't illustrated every ish, like, um, issue of this series, um, Snyder, well, he's written like you know the majority of the series, but he's also um, not responsible for like, some of the earliest stuff. And I'm saying this because this is a series about th- that. Um, this is a series that basically like seeks to, you know, um, explain like you know, like American his- history from like the from like a va- vampiric perspective. Basically, it's like the uh, the series starts off in the Roaring Twenties with um, this one one girl, um, Pearl Pearl Jones, you know, trying to become like you know, like a like a Hollywood actress, you know, like trying to like you know, hey, like she wants to, like like become like a big big american star it's like you know in this in this era and when she gets an invitation to attend this producer's um the, like this one this one producer's party like she hears like this is her big shot but it turns out that these these producers are actually like you know vampires from the old world and they're just like you know preying on it's like on it's like on her and any other like you know girls who are you know like silly enough to like you know like to buy like you know, combined to the offer of like you know greatness that, that's being offered. Well, it's like well, um, Pearl managed to barely survive this after being dumped out into the uh, California desert. It's like like after this party. Well, the thing is, like she gets um turned into a proper vampire by um someone who, like who's actually like you know survived an encounter with these kinds of vampires. A guy by the name of Skinner Sweet. It's like he sees something in her. And believes that you know she can like you know liven up this um like this new century this new like American century that like that it's like that the uh, that that's being offered here it's like it's like he's someone who he's like an old school like you know train robber like outlaw it's like and he it's like and he thinks that like you know she she can like offer some like the same kind of like you know chaos and darkness that he's brought like um to this like to this world as well. Pearl, however, you know, like she kind of, she is not really like, you know, Skinner's, like on Skinner's level. She understands what's been, what's been done to her, but she also kind of you know, believes in justice and progressiveness. And so, like, you know, she wants to, she only wants to, like, you know, bring, like, you know, like bring these, like, old vampires to justice, but also, but also deal with, like, you know, the wrongs that were, been, that were done, done to her as well by her friend, like, at, at the same time. And that's what, on one hand, that's the uh, main story. That's what um, its main writer and creator, Scott Snyder, along with Raphael, artist Raphael Albuquerque, um, have done to this series. Because this, because um, at the time the series came out, um, Snyder had been making his name, made name for himself by writing um, like Batman, Batman stories, primarily on um, like his detective comics run where he um, basically showed us like, Hey, you know, Dick Grayson as Batman can't actually work. And then when the new 52 came around, he gave us one of the all time great, um, like on um, Batman runs where he just got to write, um, Bru- like on um, Bruce Wayne proper. And um, just gave us like, you know, stories that were just like, you know, 
like thoroughly entertaining and just like and further expectations of what as to what we could expect Batman stories to be. Now with um American Vampire, this is like his chance to show like that hey, you know, like I'm more than just you know like a superhero writer. It's like I can give you like like a solid creator own story that basically trades on gives you like interesting takes on stories like other than like you know superheroes that are of the DC variety. And you know, it's like I was all about you know checking that out and seeing what what he could do there. But the real thing that got me to check this series out, especially since it was offered in um initially offered in like hardcover format, as you know, it's like I'm it's like if if you're gonna like to follow a series in hardcover format, you know, it's gotta be really good. It's like I mean it's like hey, it's like you know, it's gotta be a cut above and all. And it's like and well like it was like well Sanders like name was Enough to get me interested in the series. Um, it was one other writer who um, got me to like, you know, fully invest in like, hey, I'm going to buy this first volume because I want the series to be immortalized in hardcover, and that would be none other than Stephen King. Yes, legendary horror writer, like who has been like churning out like you know, great classic stories, like from the 70s, like onwards to the, to the present day. It's like I've, it's like you know, I've read like you know, hundreds. Now, probably thousands of comics at this this point, and I've also read like hundreds of books as well. But you know, like Stephen King is like one guy. It's like who I've everything, all like the long form stuff I've read by him. I've never been disappointed by, and more importantly, when it comes to horror, he is the the author who's probably written like some of the scariest um stories I've ever read. Period. I mean, go read Night Shift, like his this collection of of stories from the late 70s early 80s it's like that it's like god damn it's like I, I still get chills just you know thinking about that because like there's just that that is just like some like the scariest stuff i've ever read it's like and he and while you know comics you know like don't really scare me and i'll and it's like but when i think of like you know actual horror art writers who really actually have scared me over the years like king is like you're at the front of the pack and I will say that you know his uh, like his stories in that first volume, because basically like the uh, the first half of these five issues are basically like or um are uh, Snyder and Albuquerque telling the story of Pearl in the nineteen twenties. On the back half are um King and Albuquerque telling Skinner's origin. It's like in the uh, like in the late eighteen hundreds, and you know I don't think that um this is going to like rank amongst uh, you know King's best work. But it definitely does benefit from the fact that um, he's writing like a more entertaining character here, because Skinner is like the guy like, like who is like you know all all about me. It's like I am just like in in this it's like in this stuff for my for myself. And when he gets turned into a vampire by some by some callous, uncaring like a um, Euro- like a um, European vampire type folks, it's like you know it's fun to watch him. You know you're just like try and try and take what's his. It's like over the, like it's like over the next next subsequent subsequent decades, and you know this this first volume it's like like it's got like it definitely shows promise. You know it's turns like you know showing us you know hey what's what is like this new American vampire like because one of the key things that um Snyder like posits for his um take on vampirism is that you know there are different species of vampires, and that they are they're all specific to like you know where the, you know it's like like who, like who makes, um, 
like these people into into vampires and just like you know their geologic re region as well because you know you've got like the european um like vamps and they're different species but you also got like you know what happens when like so like some american um characters turn into a vampire as well and you know like skinner and pearl well they're different kinds of kinds of vampires because like you know they they actually thrive in the sun and um, they, they've actually got unique weaknesses compared to like you know other vampires who you know you stab in the heart and, you know you take out their head it's like you know they're they're dead but american vampires you know they're weak to uh their specific weakness gold so so that's where that's that's how that's where we're at the end of the first volume and the second volume basically in, like like works to uh I cast Hess Snyder, Albuquerque, and um, guest artist Mateus Santoluco. Um like basically like you know working on like yo, hey, what's like you know, what's going on? What's going to go from here? It's like and it basically like shows just like you know what's like um the, the, the creation of Vegas. It's like and um Skinner's role role as well. And not just like you know what Skinner has in store for it, but also the um vessels of the morning morning star. Basically, you know it's like as you like as there is a you know a vampire threat to this world, like there is also like a organization that's dedicated to fighting the vampires, and that's where the vassals come come in. And when I read volume two, it's like I thought this is like this posits like the series is like as like as pretty great. It's like you know just taking what was done in the first volume, and I'm just like running with it. You know, just like ex expanding on on its story, and just like you know telling us you know hey like there's there's more to this to this more to this story from from here it's like and i really really appreciate it. i really thought, thought that was great and that's one of the reasons why i put um like volume two is one of my best picks of um like of 20 uh, of 2011 because it, it basically just like the job of expanding the story of what snyder was telling and just showing you you know like what where is the story going to go from here volume three however well didn't quite do the same because it basically like you know while it gave us a great story of like you know skinner's dealing with his um like vampire history well we also got just you know like a story of like what happens when um like you know vampires like you know fight in world war Two. it's like and it turned out to be like you know hey it's like you know everyone's they're like they're dealing with like you know like like an alien type threat here it's just like like some vampires in taipan it's like who are just like you know like more monsters than anything else. Oh, and also Nazi vampires. It's like in the world, it's like on the in the uh, European theater. It's like, because like volume three is like, well, I appreciate the fact that they um, collected like the, the main issues of the American vampire plus its concurrent miniseries, Survival of the Fittest. Well, it's like it also just, you know, kind of like, like showed the series getting, hey, you know, it's like we're going to be more like, you know, action oriented and arguably like, you know, silly like in the sense that yeah what's nazi vampires and all but it also didn't um offer any like you know unique perspective on like hey you know like 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 skinner is shaping the history of like of like like shaping american history in the sense that he was in volume two um volume four like continued continue that thread like as it offered some retcons like showing us how um like Skinner was actually like you know like um adopted brother to like his one of its um it's like one of his antagonists in the first volume um it's like um lawman um Jim 
like I'm Jim Book, and this will be important later on when we get to finally talk about the the final volume in the series. But you know, it's like just showing that, like showing what he was, you know, just like his. It's just like the first um, part of like volume four is like reconning like Skinner's rivalry with with Jim Book, while also establishing the fact that hey, you know, there was another earlier American vampire, a Mumite, was also like a like a Native American vampire as well. But then you got the the main story from from this volume, which basically involved um, a greaser um, vampire hunter, um, Travis Kidd, who likes to bite the vampires back with his own set of wooden teeth, and also just um, like setting up the fact that oh hey, you know, Skinner is kind of like I'm um, screwed because you know he's kind of like forced to work for the uh, for the vassals now, like after events of like um, volume three turned out to be not in his favor, and um. And there's also like the uh, final final arc, which basically had um like African American vampire um Calvin Poole, the taxonomist of it's like of the vassal of the vassals, um just like dealing like dealing with racism from his own own vampire perspective, while also offering the idea that um like that while we talk about like you know say vampires in this series, well it's not just vampires, it's basically like you know all like your know, monsters like are basically um part of this whole species of homo abominum i'm basically like you know like like zombies werewolves it's like you know like and as we found out later on like you know like uh like abominable snow snowman <laughs> really yeah it's like this is um like they're all like you know part of this like you know like this um this this like this kind of um, vampire vampire perspective so we're kind of like moving like away from the idea that you know like this is like a like a vampire history of like like of america it's like and the idea that you know like that skinner or there's like you know one vampire perspective like you know like who was like you know like shaping like american american history and all which you know was kind of disappointing and then we get to like the uh the fifth volume which um basically deals with uh it's a collection of like another concurrent miniseries that was Run alongside the main series on um, Lord of Darkness, basically like you know has um, Snyder um, addressing like yo wait what about that vampire you know the one vampire that we are all familiar with how does Dracula fit into the history of American vampire and I gotta admit it's pretty like it's pretty interesting because like we've got because it's dealing with the idea of like how how we how um, the vassals have managed to contain um, Dracula's threat. And how he was originally like you know, like like a rumor, like, you know, contained by the uh, that was originally spread by like, someone from the vassals with with loose lips, but it turns out that you know, a uh, like like a spit like a specific threat by the Renfield like of this of this era manages to get um, Dracula clear of the vassals, um, like uh, get that Dracula clear of the vassals um, like containment. And now um, Felicia Book has to um, deal like deal with this, and also like keep her son, um, like quote unquote her son Gus, um, free of Dracula's influence as well. It's like it's like it's a pretty solid miniseries. It also has like some uh, some pretty great art from like from Dustin Nguyen. But um, but but at the but um, and at the end, it's like it's like you know, like I said it. It, it kind of like you know sets up the idea that hey you know like we we're showing you what Dracula is 
in the like in the American vampire world, and it's pretty solid. And it also sets up the idea of like you know the like other um, hobo abominum like you know working with the vassals. So it's so I'm glad that like so on one hand I really appreciate the fact that um, DC um, published um, these miniseries like you know with like the main issues of American Vampire because you know it's like because well, I mean it's just just for the cost effective reasons, but just the just the fact that. You know, it's like it's nice to like you know get these stories like with the main stories from the main series because like it's cause, like they're relevant to like what's to what's being told told here and the uh, the story that that um, Lord of Darkness is being told with is um like it's also about you know like I gave like it also does like the blacklist as um Pearl it's like as Pearl has to um work with the, the vessels of Morningstar because she's been kind of like ambivalent about working. Like you know, just taking part in this like you know this vampiric war over the years because she she also lived with her with her husband Henry it's like in peace, but when the vamp well when like some of the vampires like who like who like who are working against everyone you know to like attack attack her husband and leave leave him for dead well she realizes that okay it's like I've got to like I've got to like I'm gonna have to be involved in this this fight as well and the blacklist you know basically involves like her just like dealing with like a coven, evil covenant of vampires in Hollywood, and also having to work with um Skinner. It's like after um you know she she left him for dead. It's like in um it's like in in the world World War Two arc. So you know it's you know, like at this point you know like I've kind of like re um like the fact that you know like we're not going to get you know like the specific you know like hey vampires shaping the history of world of American history. Like I mean. I mean, yeah, it kind of they kind of are, but it's not like, you know, like Skinner was taking like a direct hand in, in things, like in back in Volume Two with his, like with his like you know, you know, like dealings in like the origins of Vegas and all. It's just going to be just you know, hey, like you know, it's gonna be like solid vampire action, you know, vampires fighting vampires, and um, this and Volume Five is basically the end of the like first series of American Vampire and. It does that on a solid note with um Pearl having to deal with like the loss loss of her husband and um with 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 the the threat of um one of her old um old friends who has come back to uh to settle scores and all. But the real real threat from the series from here on out is is illustrated in the final issue, like like from volume five, which also leads into one of the biggest plot holes in this in the series because it has a, it has the vassals, um, bookkeeper, um, Gene Bunting, um, t um, talking with, um, one of its former members, um, it's like Abilina book, a, uh, it's like, it's like a woman who, like, um, Felicia, Felicia book's mother. It's like, and also the uh, lover of, um, of Jim book. It's like one of the, well, you know, like with the lawman who was originally hunting, um, Skinner Sweet, and also like Sweet's um, adopted brother, or Sweet was like Book's adopted brother. But um, like this, this first volume basically it ends with like you know Gene, it's like you know like talking to Abelina about you know like the Gray Trader. It's like and find out that he's basically one of the uh, he was originally one of like the great one of the fighters against the uh, the Beast. Um, one of like basically like the thing that created all all vampires or basically like the homo abominum species it's like like in the world 
And um, this in this this is like a very creepy setup as to what the uh, what the threat from the series is going to be be from here on out. And also, this is kind of like when the series kind of starts to lose its focus because um because at at the time like you know like um Snyder and um Albuquerque their their status was increasing you know both from Snyder's work on on Batman it's like Albuquerque's work in this series and also his time on his incoming time on um uh, what was it animal man yeah that that's right so like basically it's like they basically said that after um like volume five they're gonna tip the series on hold for a year and in the meantime we got like the one shot the uh, long road to hell which turned out to be just you know it's like a fun little 50s era fan service that allowed let's see what um what um like um vampire hunter travis kid was up to as some um, like star-crossed vamp and vampire lovers were it's like like I'm um, worked to at the same time, but ultimately it's like it just tr- it didn't try to have any like long term, like impact on the uh, overall direction of the series, even though it was collected in Volume Six. And Volume Six also collected the first American Vampire anthology, which we see saw a lot of like different different creators, um, like such as Jason Aaron, Becky Cloonan, Declan Shalvey, um, like take take a crack at like you know telling stories within the uh, like the American Vampire world. Yeah, it's. It's fine, but you know, like, like this, it's just really just like to keep interested in the series, like aware, like up until like we got to like the next proper installment of the series, which was American Vampires sec- Second Cycle, and this basically um started off with um Pearl like moving back to her hometown in Kansas and hope and helping like you know non evil vampires, basically vampire kids, you know, like find us like find a safe home. Like under under her guidance, but also with dealing with like um Skinner, um encountering the Gray Trader, and um like eventually like leading her back, leading him back to us uh, like Pearl's out like um operations and having her deal with you know with this guy's threat threat as well. It's like it's I mean it's like I think that the uh, the idea of the Gray Trader and also like the idea of the Beast like the the origin of like the vamp like the thing that originated all vampires is a solid direction for the series to take. But as it, as it goes on, I mean, it, it also, this um, like volume seven also leads to the biggest plot hole in the entire series. Because remember I mentioned like um, Gene Bunting who um, talked to him, I believe in a book. Well, the thing is like he died or was dragged underground by the great trader at the end of that, that story. But then we also learn in, um, Second cycle volume one, which is you know, volume seven. That hey, it's like yo, he uh also you know, like got stuck underground, like researching another story about the uh gray trader and the beast, um, back in the you know, back back in the um, was it 50s or 50s or 60s as well. But it's just like it's just basically said that hey, wait a second, you know, like Gene Bunting got stuck in the ground once and then got stuck in the ground again. This makes no sense, and Unfortunately, that's kind of a problem for the series as it goes on because the uh, second um, American Vampire anthology, anthology also um, tells the story of like how Felicia make you know tries to make peace with the uh, Carpathians um, by I'm showing that they've got the, uh, the the blood the blood of light, which is like a thing from the Iskaku, which is from Volume Eight, which I'm getting ahead of myself. But it just but this is that the anthology basically like make. Like 
just does not um make a um solid lineup with the series from what's gone before to what's um what goes um to um volume nine, the final volume. In fact, that the final story basically has um, Skinner like meeting up with like, oh hey, you know, like I found out that you know that he finds out that Abelina um was actually like you know resurrecting had resurrected Jim Book. It's like you know, it's like at the end of um volume, like on um, volume five, but um when we get to like volume nine, we find out that oh like he's like you know unaware of this and all. It's like and that's this is like some like you're wondering like you know why is like he not aware of this? Why why is um like Gene Bunting like you know you know like why did he die twice in the series and no one seems to be aware of this? That's that's disappointing. And um, volume, and then there's volume eight, which basically, after like, like after like you know many volumes, it has um, Felicia and um, like and Pearl finally teaming up. Which you think that hey, you know this is something that I I, I would have liked to have seen like you know prior to this, but like you know makes sense that you know now we're doing to do going to do this. But it's basically them like invading Area Fifty One to get the uh, Iskaku, which is the uh, the thing that is going to like have the blood of light and it's going to allow them to fight the uh like the, the beast on its own terms but also um calvin pool and skinner sweet have to go into space to uh fight to um capture um like the russians um it's like um it's like a video uh, like or their photos of the uh with their spy satellite photos of like of Amer- of the american um to like the American like um guardianship of like of the Iskaku and in order to like you know make make sure that you know everything's all right they've got to take things out but uh well it's like things don't go as planned because like turn out there are also vampires it's like in the Russian satellite it's like as well I mean it's like you know you got like uh vampire vampires on the ground area 51 you got vampires in space it's like it's um it's kind of silly. It's kind of ridiculous, and it also kind of feeds into Snyder's um, predilection for. It's like, oh, it's like you know, like hey, you know, things are going to go wrong for, like for like for a story. Well, it's like things are going to go wrong until the very end. It's like until like you know, like the story dictates the fact that hey, you know, things have to like go right at the end because you know, if, if they weren't going to go right, then the story would just end right there. It's like because things are going going to go bad and that's kind of like one thing that always like annoys me about Snyder in the sense that you know it's like it's he like you know things like he just goes like hey things are like go go well for the heroes nope it's like and as much as he likes to do that for the uh for his superhero characters well he loves doing that in his like creator own stuff as well so specifically here as well especially when um Volume eight ends with the fact that Snyder, that sorry, Skinner, um, who has basically had to go through um atmospheric reentry outside of a um like a like a reentry, it's like reentry pod, um, and he's basically had his vampirism um burned out like a like like a long, alongside things, and that that basically leads us to the final volume. American Vampire 1976. It's not advertised as um, volume volume nine of the series, but it is, and it's basically like the concluding volume of the series. It's ten issues, which basically like 
serve to have like Snyder, Albuquerque, and friends, friends including Francesco Francavilla, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, and Tulo Lote, um, telling us, you know, like the final story, like of like of American Vampire. And you know, it's like, well, Snyder has, you know, told some like some stories that reflect, you know, our current like divisive national like ethos. The idea like, you know, like the dangers of populism. It's like and just, you know, dealing like dealing with the fact that, you know, hey, like so some people aren't at on the top and um like in the in the nation itself don't have our best interests at heart. Well, he basically like you know takes all the way back to nineteen seventy six, you know, the year of America's bicentennial. And just, you know, like shows us that, hey, you know, it's like there was like there's that same spirit of divisiveness was also, you know, present in this time as well. And also like, you know, sets up the idea that, you know, Skinner Sweet, who is now who's been human like for a while now, is now like living making his living as like an evil Knievel like style style daredevil. It's like up until the point where he's recruited by 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 Pearl Jones to um do to help the help her and and the and the survivors of the vast the remaining members of the vassals of the morning star um take out take out the beast before he rises in the next um couple of days and um members including um Jim Book who it turns out that um his his ex lover um, his lover um Abelina well she basically managed to resurrect him um like from his supposed death um back back in volume one using some you know quote unquote questionable means so like this so basically this final volume basically like has ev brings back everyone from the series like you got um like travis travis kid is back it's like and there's a fun bit in the first volume where like while he's established like he's he's pretty soon established like a as a big rock fan but he's also like you know been um by DJing at a disco club, but it turns out that the only reason he was doing that is because you know the vampires love disco as well, and uh, well he's um managed to like you know find a way to like electro to turn like a, the disco disco ball of the club he's working at into a solar reflective lamp. But when the vampires like you know like managed to like disable that, he tells like um like Calvin who's come to recruit him. Oh no, don't worry, like I managed to, to like so to solarify the cl the fl floor lights as well. And you know that's that's fun. It's silly, and so is and I think that the overall vibe of this final volume is like is kind of like is kind of silly silly as well because this probably has um Skinner um robbing the helping helping her and Jim to rob the bicentennial bicentennial train which has all sorts of like bits of Americana um like from like Rockefeller's limo. To um, Abe Lincoln's hat, to um, Thomas Edison's like first light bulb, to George Washington's like farewell address from his second term, which also has the uh, location of the uh, of the Council of First, which it turns out that um, Washington actually struck a deal with to in order to like help secure American independence. Because yeah, that's right, um, Washington like secured helps help win the Revolutionary War by getting. Um, like some of the original vampires on, it's like on board and on our side, but the bad news is he had to double cross them because like you know the beast, um, had his own plan, own plans as well. And then there's also just you know standard expectations like oh it turns out that you know someone on our team it's like is like 
like is double crossing us it's like and is it sweet because we know that he uh that he went to see the like the great trader it's like you know between like the uh volumes um like eight and nine but is but what did he actually like want want to do there it's like oh and then there's the uh like the fact that that they own the the uh like this bullet of light from the Eskaku, well, it's not working. So we've got to figure out just, you know, what, what do you do, need to do in order to get it to uh, work in order to, like, you know, to kill the vampires and all. But it all basically comes down to this big-ass fight in um in the streets of Vegas um, between, the, like, between the new human host of the beast it's like and, um, and the people fighting against him. And, yeah, it's like, it's, like, like I said, it's kind of, the end result is it's kind of silly it's like it's not really it's very far away from the idea that you know we're getting like that i felt that you know we're getting a story of america's history you know told from like you know like the vampires it helps influence it but it's just it's ridiculous but at the same time it's like as someone who has been reading the series up to this point um it's still i don't know it's like it still works it's like if you've been reading the series up to this point, then I don't think, you know, this finale is going to disappoint you because you've clearly internalized. It's like, you know, it's failures, it's silliness, it's, it's ridiculousness. And, um, you, and you also kind of realize that, Hey, you know, it's like, I'm not going to get that, you know, like his secret history of the vampire of the vampire's influence over America. But in the end, it's like, you know, it works out. All right. It's like, and it kind of, and it plays out about as it well as you expect. Um, Snyder, um, Snyder does a good job, like you know, like I'm serving up the twists and the like the ridiculous style. And Albuquerque, like you know, like does a good job, like you know, selling this stuff as he's done, like over the court course of the series up up to this point. Um, basically, I'm saying that you know, hey, if you've read the first eight volumes and you've waited five years to, like to read this finale. Then yeah, you're gonna to want to pick up American Vampire 1976 because you know it's got it's got it's got it's got the closure you're gonna need, and it may not be as good it's like as you as you wanted or, or you hoped it would be, but it's it's still enter, entertaining on its own terms. So I guess I guess that's that. Sounds like a recommend for me at least hmm? from you. Yeah, it's like I yeah like I said if you've like if you read like the first couple volumes and you're on board with this, then yeah, you're gonna want to read this. But as it is, it's like I don't know, it's like I get the feeling that I can't help feeling that um this series could could have been better than it was. But as it is, you know, it's it's never it's never less unreadable and it's still entertaining. But as far as um reading everything, the only thing that's not collected here is the second American Vampire Anthology, which you can get on Comixology for like eight bucks. And I'm not saying that's an essential read. It's got Kieran Gyland's first um work for DC, which you know is pretty is pretty solid. Basically Ike asks, you know, what does like an English vampire do when like the Americans are like American vampires are the coolest vampires now. Mm-hmm. So So there's cool. so there's that. So cool. but yeah, so like like there's volumes one through nine and the, the second anthology, but yeah, it's like you don't need to buy the second anthology. So there you go. Like it's it's fine. I can't say it's. You're not going to see me talk about this when I get to the the, the best of twenty 
2021 like on my, on my list so there you go huh, understood all right do you know what you're going to be talking about next time if everything goes to plan like i mean i know i promised like this time is going to be about um like the girl from the other side but no it's like next time it's going to be about um the finale to ajin um demi human which well I got some thoughts on this because, my God, this is a series that, um, you know, it's like it, it wants to be like, you know, like a, like a, a more, more violent than usual shonen, um, like, um, fight action manga series. But man, it's like, it's a series that basically like had me rooting for the villains, um, more than anything else. All right, well, we look forward to your thoughts if everything goes well as planned. And next time on Comic Fix by the Click. All right, talk to you later, guys.